Welcome back to the Scouting Report. Joining us today is Thor Griffith, a six foot two, three hundred pound defensive tackle from the University of Harvard. In Thor's freshman season, he recorded five sacks, ten and a half tackles for loss, and was named to the Hero Sports FCS Freshman All American team. Thor, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. I want to hop right into it. Where did you grow up? I grew up in uh, Portsmouth, New Hampshire. It's a small town right in the sea, on the seacoast. Um, it's, a, it's a nice town, but it's pretty small. Just how big was your town, like population-wise? I would say I think the population's around 20,000. My high school's about 1,200. And what other sports did you play growing up? Uh, growing up, I played hockey for a while. And then in high school, I played football. Uh, I did wrestling, track, and lacrosse. And which teams were you captain of? Yeah, for wrestling and football, I was, those were my two like main, main sports in high school. Yeah, so I was looking at your time in high school through your posts on Instagram, and you looked massive back then. What are you benching now? I bench 500 pounds right now. 500? Okay. Uh, yep. <laughs> I guess I'm in that same range, give or take a few pounds. But uh, when I get right up to speed with you, we'll have to do a workout together. Sounds good. I mean, that's, that's amazing. So how old were you when you decided it's time to take football really seriously? Uh, I would say probably the uh, summer between my sophomore and junior year, because coming off my sophomore season, like I started as a sophomore on varsity and I started to realize I, I could potentially go to the next level, go to like start to play a college football. So then that's that summer's when I really start to like get big into lifting and like really get into like technique, football, and all that. And what was your size at the time? Um, at that time, I was around 230. And then in between that summer, I went from 230 to about 260. And height-wise, had you reached 6'2"? Had you reached 6 foot yet? Uh, no, no. Yeah, I was about, I think, around 5'11 at that, at that point. Well, that is quite a transformation. What was your recruitment process like in high school? Um, it, was, it was a little challenging, especially coming from such a small town in the seacoast but i reached i started off i like i reached out towards a whole bunch of different like d1 programs d2 d3 programs and then some programs got back to me some programs didn't but the biggest one i got back from back to was from harvard and coach murph he kind of he, he took a big interest in me and he really like like he was the one who really recruited me to harvard so without that i probably wouldn't be coming here so I usually don't ask this, but because you attend Harvard, you're our first Ivy League student to be on our podcast here. So I'd like to ask quickly, what are you studying right now? Oh, I'm studying econ right now. Econ. Were you always interested in that? Oh, yeah. I'd say from like probably around freshman year, I started to take a big interest into econ and government. Right on. So launching into your college career, your first year was canceled due to COVID. So you began your freshman season a year later than you anticipated. And what I'd like you to do, if you could, is just to take us a little bit behind the scenes and explain what was that moment like for you, having all of that extra time to go through, you know, practice and be with your team and all of that before you get on the field for your very first game. You finally get to that moment. What was that day and experience like for you? Um, the, well, that first, like the bus ride to the game, that was like, it almost felt like everything I've done, done starting like freshman year, starting football. And then especially that COVID year, just 
training, working out, just watching film and preparing. It felt like all that hard work came down to this moment. This is where I finally got to put all that to use. And just stepping on the feet, like a college field for the first time, being on that stage, I was like, one of like a big, like eye-opening moment for me. I was like, this isn't like a small town in New Hampshire anymore. There's thousands of people in the stands and I'm finally getting to show everyone like what I'm made of. Got to show what you're made of. You know, you did a great job at that. Your defense for Harvard this year was nothing short of spectacular. You guys really showed that you guys had an incredible presence. You personally had five sacks, like I mentioned, Mm -hmm. 10 and a half uh, tackles for loss, which are great statistics for any freshman in the country. And you're having this great season, you know, defensively especially, but offensively as well because you guys are winning. You're seven and two. And then you get to go up for the last game of the season against Yale, which is your rival. So can you kind of take us through the behind the scenes, you know, peel back the curtain on what that game was like for you personally? Because it turned out to be just another great example of why college sports rivalries are so great because it was another game that came down to the wire. Can you kind of share your experience with us? Uh, that game, that was uh, that was a pretty special game. Just like it, like it was on a bigger stage than like I've ever been on before because national TV and like usually Ivy League games, they don't really get filled up that much. Just like the home sides get filled, but not to full capacity. But this was like the full time I played in a, a, a stadium that was to full capacity and just the just the atmosphere of it because it's such a historic event and the rivalry it's it was it was a crazy moment and just like stepping out there for the first time just seeing like all the fans in the stands and all the cameras it was a it felt different than like any other game that I played in before sometimes in a rivalry setting the week leading up to the game has a little bit of a different feel or a different energy around campus do you guys do anything differently that week leading up to the Yale game? Uh, just the, the the week before for the, or the week leading up to it for practices and all that. There's a lot of traditions that, that we do as a team, just like sometimes like one practice, we do a Jersey swap between offensive and defensive guys, or we switch like posi- Jersey with position groups, just because this is the last, these are the last practices of, of the season for us. And then at the very last practice, we have the senior run where they run around the stadium for the last time and they come up and then there's a handshake line. We all like say goodbye to the seniors and we have share a little moment with each one of them, which is pretty cool. But then yeah, besides besides that, like leading up to the day, like before the game and all that, it's business as usual. Right on. So I have a question. It's actually a little awkward, but I wonder, do you ever get the sense that because you're on Harvard's football team, that when you walk around campus, it's kind of less of a big deal than if you were on, let's say, like Alabama's football team or somewhere where, you know, the college is really defined by their football team as opposed to their academic accomplishments? Um, well, honestly, like there's a lot of like incredible people who go to Harvard. So I just I feel like being a part of like not just football, but any athletics team here, it's just like a part of like who we are because everyone here has something they can do that no one else can. And like, for me, that would be football and maybe for someone else that's science, some for someone else that's fencing. So I just see that as like just a part of our community, part of our, like basically who we are as a school. That makes sense uh, that the culture isn't so defined by the football team and its narrative. 
So um, let me ask you this question. Of all of the incredible Harvard alum that you guys have had, who's your favorite of the alum? Favorite Harvard alum? I'd probably say uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ah, love Fitzpatrick. I actually made my own list for this question. Um, I put I put him uh, third behind uh, Conan and Obama. <laughs> All time. Another question that I'm curious about, kind of taking the fans behind the scenes. You live in the Cambridge area. What is the best meal? What's your favorite go to in in your you know specific to your area up there in Massachusetts? Uh, probably have to go with a burrito from Hefe's. Nice, a burrito from Hefe's. And so what do you load your burrito up with? Um, I usually go with uh, double meat, beef and chicken, and then a whole bunch of toppings and some uh, Mexican rice. So as a student athlete, you kind of have this path of, you know, you have to work very hard in school. You have to work very hard on the field and off the field just to kind of maintain and, and you know, really just achieve all that you're hoping to achieve. And, you know, not only do you go to an Ivy League school, but you're just trying to do so much extra with all of that. So what I want to know is it's it's a lot. What motivates you to do it all, to work so hard and to try to accomplish so much in both areas? I guess uh, one thing would be just I get the chance to come to this university and I know there, there's tons of people around the world that so badly want to get here, get to be in the position that I'm in. So I just feel like I, I can't like not work hard. I have to do my part. I have to live up to the expectations that not only I have for myself, but people have for me, like as a Harvard student, as a Division I athlete in general. That's really well said, Thor. I'd love to pivot from motivation to motivators. Who in the NFL do you look up to? I'd say the I have two players that I watch a lot of, Aaron Donald and Ndamukong Sue. Just I like the way, like Aaron Donald does his technique, his speed, the way he moves his body. That I like to copy those aspects from his game. And then from Dominic too, I just like to copy like just his aggression and just the, like his tenacity, the way he plays. Yeah, those are two of the goats right there. Aaron Donald might be the best player in the league right now. He's just unstoppable. I love it. It's really, for, for football fans, it's really worth going and taking a look at Aaron Donald's career stats and just seeing what a career he's had. It's really, when you go into it, it's unbelievable. So go have a, have a look at that if you're a big super fan and you want to nerd out on some stats. Enjoy. Thor, this is a tough question. Can you compare sacking a quarterback to anything outside of the world of football? Well, that's a tough question. Honestly, it's, it's pretty hard to compare anything like outside of football from that because that's such a special feeling, such a special moment that it's uh, pretty hard to like replicate like outside off the field. Okay, well, Thor, thank you so much for being here on the show today. You know, you're welcome back anytime. It was really just a pleasure chatting with you. And good luck to you in your future. You guys had such a great season this past year. I'm so excited to see what next year will look like for you in your sophomore year with Harvard. So good luck, and thanks again so much for being here. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you. I appreciate it. You got it, bud. This podcast is hosted and produced by Scott Eisenstadt and co-produced by Central Park Sound. Audio production, editing, and theme song by Jordan Schiff. Make sure to rate and review this episode, and if you haven't already, please like, subscribe, and follow The Scotting Report wherever you listen to podcasts.